I'm your host, Calvin, and joining me from the pep rally in the gymnasium, it's your co-host, Nick Richardson. I feel like I'm more at a death rally. Yeah. All the spittle going in the air. You know, no one's wearing masks either. It's scary here. Well, it's not a real pep rally, and it's not a political rally. This is a pep rally from a teen or high school movie. I still haven't figured out what to actually call this episode because I feel like teen movies is a little too, like, Squeamy? What like does that a mean? Too close to, <laughs> I've like, never heard that that word. I don't know. So I'm listening. To, here's here's the context, and I I had this feeling a little bit before I listened to this episode of the Tennis Podcast, but I'm listening to the latest episode of the Tennis Podcast, and it was the uh the most searched porn topics was their ten ish list that they brought for the week, and teen was one of those, and they were mentioning how like that feels weird to search teen. And, like, I agreed. And I oh, feel yeah. in the same way that, like, calling these teen movies is a little weird. Like, I might have to go with high school. But I also think we might get the weirdos who search teen on porn sites to click on this thinking they're they're getting some good porn content here. When they're not, we're just going to be talking about Mean Girls for the next hour and a half. You just hear a random, ah, uh, in the background, and that'll do it for them. Yeah, I didn't even think about it in that context. That's kind yeah. of fucking, yeah, I get it. I when I when I so when I first because we're adults <laughs> exactly and so yeah uh, when I first built the outline it was high school movie superlatives we're doing teen slash high school movie superlatives today that's what we're doing I don't know that I've formally announced that um, but it was supposed to be high school movie superlatives and then like I was like well these are really just they're movies about teenagers and I know like teen movies is a, a genre in of itself you even got the parody of not another teen movie out there. Um, so I'm kind of flip-flopping back and forth. Let us know on Twitter what you think this should be named. Uh, but it's already going to be named by then, so it doesn't really matter what you think. Still let us know. Yeah, you, sure. If our name sucks for it, yeah, let us know. I'm curious to think what we could do instead. It's going to be teen or high school. I don't know yet. But you'll know by the time you're listening to this. So... Again, we're giving out movie superlatives. Once a month, we pick a type of movie and give out five awards to different movies from that genre. Uh, we give out five superlatives and five succlatives at the end, which are like the opposite of the superlatives. Uh, that's a new thing we've been doing, and that's actually almost more fun than the superlatives. I mean, almost. These are going to be pretty fun, not going to lie. I love high school movies it's one of the most fun genres out there or subgenres. see i uh i have not really dabbled too much in that genre i've seen i haven't even seen some of the hits man oh my goodness you you gotta go back you, you gotta watch all these movies that i'm gonna talk about you gotta watch all of them because they're all fantastic i was and talking when... to sorry go ahead. go ahead i was gonna say i was talking to uh one of the guys that works with me and I mentioned that I had never seen spoilers, The Breakfast Club, and uh, he about he about fist fought me. He's like, "You honestly, what? what?" At this point, it's forty years later. You could take it or leave The Breakfast Club. It it's good. I I just watched it recently. I rewatched a lot of these. Usually, in the past, I haven't been able to watch the movies that I'm giving awards to or like rewatch them. I have I have had seen them, 
but this time I really try to make a concerted effort to rewatch these leading up to this because I love high school movies and I like the breakfast club was the last one I watched. I watched it just probably like four days ago. It's fine. I, I've never like the soundtrack is good. Uh, but I, I, I get what they're going for and it's, it's a good movie, but like 40 years later, I don't know that you need to go out of your way to watch it. I can't believe it. Oh my God. When you say 35 four, years later, yeah, it's like 1985. Yeah. Something like that. That's still a long time ago. Long yeah. But yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think it. Never mind. I'm gonna not say that. Okay. Um, yeah. So before we get into the awards, I just wanted to say back to my love of teen movies or high school movies. At just when it's a good teen movie, they're really really fun and usually funny, and they hold up this mirror to what high school society is or what we believe it to be, or what people remember nostalgically what it is, but forget all of the bad parts. Like when you're, you know, 15 years removed from high school, you forgot all the shitty parts of high school. Oh my God, um, yeah. So like you look back at it and kind of think your life was like a high school movie when it really wasn't. And even when high school movies are bad, they're still a pretty good thing. Like they're good to watch and to laugh at because they're so outlandish or they've got like 35 year olds playing 15 year olds and like there's no way you're believing this 35 year old is a sophomore <laughs> in high school but like we're supposed to believe Chris Evans in 2004 as he's playing the Human Torch is also in a high school like, yeah, like a high school 17. Senior. 17 Paul Walker 18. simultaneously in Fast and the Furious and uh, Varsity Blues like come on <laughs> yeah, not simultaneously that. but like within two years of each other they do that quite often. Usually with extraordinarily short people, they're like, yeah, just get in there. You can blend right fucking in, buddy. Yeah, Michael J. Fox had a good run of high school movies well into his 30s. I'm thinking of the dude that played uh, Josh Hutcherson that played yep. Peter Mark. Yep. He had a good run of, of like teen high school movies. I felt like he got trapped in like the preteen era, though. He's like 20, and they're still trying to get him to play like a 13-year-old. He's like five two, man. Yeah. Sometimes you just get tired. Luckily, Joe Pesci was on screen murdering at least fifty people, so no one would dare. Yeah, they ask weren't him, putting but... him in high school. Yeah. Tom Cruise had a like a solid run of being in high school too. Keanu Reeves. Yep. He's yeah, not short was... though. No, he's he's like six four and looked like a John Wick type back in the day. Yeah, that's true. I've got a lot of movies to talk about. I, I've got... So we got our five awards. I think I've got honorable mentions for all of them. I even have honorable mentions for the succulatives. So let's go over what the awards are. We're going to be giving out best high school. Uh, this is the high school that you'd most want to attend from a movie. Um, best friends. These are the, the best group... Uh, the best set or group of friends within a high school movie. Uh, best parents. Good teen movie. Got to have good parents. Otherwise, what's the point? Uh, most structure. Exactly. Most likely to succeed beyond the movie. So, like, who's... And this is a good... See, this is perfect, because this is, like, a usually a yearbook superlative, and we're going to give it out here of most likely to succeed. Who's going to who's gonna go off after this movie and be okay going to college or, you know, going out in the real world? We need to know that. There's only one right answer, really. Um, and then the last one is Homecoming King and Queen, or uh, Best Couple. 
for lack of a better term. But I like the Homecoming King and Queen since we're doing high school movies. You got to bring it back all the way around with Homecoming King and Queen. I dig it. And then we're going to give the opposite of those in the succulatives. So worst versions of all those things. I have a lot to say. A lot. I do too. <laughs> I didn't realize I... I had as much to say about this until I started getting into it. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. So my initial list of movies that, like, I thought of when thinking of the genre was 18 movies that, like, okay, I want to try and hit these in some way or another. Um, And then I have even more. Like, I didn't hit all of those, and I included other ones. So I I probably am taking from, like, a 25-movie subset here that I'm going to be going off of. Damn. So I, I think we need to get into it so this doesn't turn into a four-part episode. Let's do it. We there. I could go longer on this than we went on Power Rangers if if I were allowed to. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe in the future we'll we'll come up with a part two. Uh, all right. So best high school, Nick, you go first. Easy, easy pick. Well, yeah, it's an easy pick. That's Midtown School of Science and Technology from Spider-Man: Homecoming. That was on my list of honorable mentions here, but uh, let's hear what you got for it. I mean, I. I think that's a teen movie. They gotta dance. Oh, absolutely. All the angst, all that good stuff. I it's mean, named after Homecoming. Like, right? It's gotta be. I mean, it's that's the only way. That's the only thing it means. He's on a debate team. He, but um, that high school would be totally dope, man. I went to like quote unquote the best public school in my city of a hundred thousand plus people, and if I went to a school like this, I would love it. It was super clean, like. It was really clean. That's really awesome. Yeah, Being around like, a bunch of you know smart people is pretty fucking cool. They take great field trips. I mean, awesome field trips. And Spider Man goes there, so that's a fantastic high school. Yeah, the school dance would be tough because you got a uh, fucking shocker out there blasting the buses apart. So like the next day would be hard. But I I fully agree that Spider Man Homecoming is a high school slash teen movie. It it's set up that way purposefully right it's it's a teen movie with spider-man with a superhero and that's something that the mcu does really well is it makes different genre movies and throws a superhero into them right pretty much (laughs) ant-man movies are heist movies with a superhero thrown in uh thor movies are high fantasy space opera movies um what was the other one that I that there's another good example and I can't think of it off the top of my head. Caps like a, a spy noir. Yes, that's the one. Iron the Man's Captain America are ones are tech. Yeah, I mean Iron Iron Man is probably the closest to like this is just a superhero movie. Like the, there's other stuff going on, but I don't know that it's that you can fit them into other genres. Um, maybe a little science fictiony, but not fully. Uh, but yeah, the Cap with the the spy thriller kind of feel to them especially winter soldier Uh, civil war gets away from it a little bit because they had so much to cram into it but it's still there such a good series of movies it might be the best in the mcu just throwing that out there Uh, we haven't had a spider-man 3 yet yes well it still would be a part of phase 2 correct i don't know we're on like phase 5 i think i don't phase 5 I'm right not. In, I'm not phases. in with the phases. No, I I don't understand the phases because like phase one has like six movies and phase three has like 34 movies, so <laughs> I don't get it. Somebody out there who follows the MCU closer than us would know the answer to that. I'm sure there's a lot. There's a lot. I like that pick of 
that high school because like I, I tried to fit Spider-Man Homecoming into here. It didn't in, into any of these awards. It just, it never really hit with any of them. Uh, but I'm glad that you did because well, it's 100% high school. I had to dude, because I, I thought my high school was cool and I know this is in the Marvel, but I know there's schools like this. I started oh, looking up shit, you know, online and it's just like, wow, obviously there's, really fantastic no one there really seemed all that shitty flash i mean he was kind of yeah. shitty but the, the bully is just kind of like a dick and yeah. like a rich douche like if eh, you slapped okay. him one time he would be done he would never say anything to you ever again he'd probably give you all the money in his pocket and his watch oh absolutely but, you know i i just remember walking down the hallways in high school and people just fist fighting like crazy it's just like okay I mean, you don't even really pay attention and i don't know <laughs> Okay, I got where, all kinds of a, a high school where the level of uh, attendee is a little bit more mature than your average high school. That's not a bad thing, and I agree Definitely with that. Not. And they're, they're all there in the pursuit of education, which is nice. Well, not just education, but you know, advanced education yes. in the sense that they have the ability to create. You know, they're inventing stuff and just all. Well, that's what I meant. Of, like they're yeah. they're actively pursuing their education right as opposed to a high school where like you go because they tell you you have to go and if you don't you have to go into all these different steps of truancy and all that bullshit so like you right. go because they tell you to show up you're not necessarily always there to learn and teachers aren't always necessarily there to teach you oh definitely 100 percent. and they i mean his science teacher i don't or debate teacher debate squad Martin leader. star yes he seemed uh pretty supportive seems like a good guy yeah, it, it felt like the teachers wanted to be there as much as the kids did. Like, they were there because they knew their kids were there to learn. They they wanted to help them learn in any way that they could. That's a great pick. I didn't, I even, I didn't even qualify homecoming for best high school. I tried to fit in other places. I didn't even think about it for best high school. Dang. Yeah, it was just the first one that came to mind. I think maybe because the movie focuses... So, like, it does a good job of focusing on high school, on, on the school when it needs to, but it focuses a lot outside of the school, too, because they take the trip to Washington, D.C. Like, even at homecoming, he leaves right away, and he gets in the fight in the parking lot. So, like, I, I think a lot of the high school scenes get cut short sometimes. Uh, I would have liked to see more in the high school. Well, I, I felt like they were there to move the plot forward. I, pretty exactly. much every time it was time, they went back to the high school or back to the group of friends or back to MJ and... But they definitely captured that feeling of being in high school. He's got his group of friends. He's got, you know, the the hot girl that he wants to to go after, and it's like he just league. keeps, yeah, she's out of his league, and he keeps kind of messing up around her. They they hit all of the beats of a high school movie perfectly. Great, it's great, pick. super intimidating dad when you take a girl to the dance. Yeah, literal supervillain dad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what it felt like back in the day. It's like, oh, let me drive you, young man. I'm going to go along the same path here, but one-up your school just a little bit. I'm going to go with Sky High. Oh, God. Oh. So this is the you only bastard. movie that I will mention that I did not recently rewatch. I wanted to, and, like, I just – because I thought of it, like, last minute, and I was like, oh, I need to rewatch it, and I just didn't have the time in the last couple of days. It's a school for superheroes, and if I'm attending that school, that means I have a superpower, and that that's the end of it. Like, there's no other argument. I'm sorry. Like Midtown Science Tech School, great. S fucking superpower school, better. But the the main character doesn't have superpowers when he goes there originally. 
but he has the latent powers. They know it's like Hogwarts. They know it's that Neville got his letter anyways, even though his family thought he was a squib, just because he, his magic hadn't manifested yet. They know. They know. I haven't seen this movie in like 12 years. I don't actually know how it works. Getting you recruited. made a compelling argument. I was yeah. on the edge of my seat, Calvin. I was like, Damn. I know. I know his parents. Like his dad is like the Superman of the world, and his like, dad his is mom. Kurt Russell, man. That is. Well, I I did know that. Be but, fucking like, amazing. But in this world, he's like the Superman equivalent, right? Yeah, and rich as shit, and yeah, hella exactly. famous. Uh, I'm yeah. not happy, however, with how they treat sidekicks here. Like it's it not pretty tight. fucked up. I will Every be hero needs a sidekick, and these kids—they still have some pretty great powers, even though they're not, you know, fucking laser vision. They got some good stuff going on. They do. Give some... sidekicks should be created equally. Sidekick lives matter. I don't know if this is the time, Calvin. <laughs> All right, but maybe next year we'll take that on. We'll take on that that one. That, I mean, that's all I've got for Sky High. It, like like I said, I don't really remember the details of this movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But I just know if I'm going to a high school, I'm picking the one where everybody's got superpowers. I I do like that pick, but I'm going to mention it in a different capacity later on. But I remember being hyped as shit as a young kid for that movie. And it's like, okay, you know, that looks all right. And seeing it, I think it was advertised on Disney Channel a bunch when it was coming out, you know, coming off the theater run and – when Did I it have a theater run? I thought it was a uh, Disney Channel original. I'm almost positive it had a theater run. I gotta look run. it up now. We'll keep anyway, going with what you're saying. I, I, I just remember being kind of pumped to see that, and then when I saw it, it was just like, man, I don't know how I feel about this. Uh, Yeah, it had a box office return, so I was gonna say, it definitely I, had a theater run. I oh. remember seeing it, I just don't remember where. That makes any sense. Oh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead was in it. Look at that. That makes all the difference. Hey, she's pretty great. Uh, I did have an honorable mention here, and that's 10 Things I Hate About You. They've just got this. I know you haven't seen it. You should watch it. Absolutely. Uh, They've got this huge, sprawling, open-concept school that it's a real school in Tacoma, or in the Tacoma, Washington area. Uh it just feels like you can get away with do a lot of shit, almost anything, and like nobody gives a shit. They've got the smart ass teachers going. Uh, the principal is I like he gives a sh- or the, she gives a shit, but not fully. Bunch of um, hipsters. Yeah. Like hippies. And, and here's the best thing. At prom, letters to Cleo plays. Uh, that's the band that plays at their prom. Now, do you know anything about letters to Cleo? I don't. So, do you know in Parks and Rec, when Ben is going through his first depression and he's wearing that t-shirt, the white t-shirt with, like, the thing, it, it's got, like, a, uh, it's a band t-shirt, and there's a girl on it, that is a Letters to Cleo shirt. And then, at, uh, I believe it's the Harvest Festival, but it might be Sebastian, little Sebastian's funeral, Letters to Cleo is there playing and that's the one like Ben is freaking out over. Do you remember all of that? Oh yeah. That's the with the female singer? Yes, with the female singer. Okay, yeah, okay. So I know nothing about letters to Cleo outside of Ten Things I Hate About You and Ben Wyatt liking them in Parks and Rec. But I so I had never heard of them outside of the context of Ten Things I Hate About You before I saw like Ben wearing the shirt and then them performing on Parks and Rec. And I was like, oh shit. That's the 10 Things I Hate About You band. 
And so I, I just needed to throw it in here somewhere so I could bring this out, bring this out. And, um, you know, I love 10 things I hate about you. I'm going to fight anyone over this opinion, but it's a perfect <laughs> movie. Absolutely perfect. Oh, perfect movie, huh? Yes. Like 1999, 1999, 1990 Ninja Turtle perfect movie type perfect or no, like an actual perfect movie. Whoa. You fucking hold up, buddy. It's got young Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Heath Ledger in his first American role, Julia Stiles is in there, uh, Letters to Cleo, playing at prom. Now, uh, was Heath Ledger supposed to have an American accent? No, he didn't have an American accent. It was just his first American film role. He That's kept what his I'm Australian I, accent. I know no. he kept the accent, but I was curious if he was supposed to actually be playing an American, and it just didn't work out for him. Um, He, he was playing an american but they they explain it she asked him to like straight out what's up with your accent and he says like he spent time with his grandmother in australia or something and the accent stuck something like that huh. okay or like he was born there and lived there till he was 10 and then the accent stuck there was something anyway 10 things i hate about, about you is great there we go gabrielle union's in there yeah, it's great new styles all right, next category. Do you have any honorable mentions for best school? I don't because I was so – I was infatuated with Spider-Man. It was just yeah. – the fact that it was clean, I was just like, man, I would love to go there. No, I'm with you except you don't have superpowers just by the essence of going there. So Sky High is actually better. That's fair, but I don't have to take a flying bus up to a fucking floating island and I don't See, have to I worry about I didn't remember that any of this stuff, but as you're saying it, like it's coming flooding back. And that would that's be terrifying to take a flying bus, dude. No, not if but... you have superpowers and the bus driver has superpowers and Kurt Russell's there to save you. If anything what is goes his wrong. superpower? Flying a fucking bus? Like no, no, Are he's you... got some superpower. I'm sure it's probably I don't know producing snickers like... from his titties. Nah, he's like the Aquaman of the Sky <laughs> High world. So that way, if it crashes, he calls his fish friends up to save you as you're crashing into the water. He says, "Let me land on you, bro." Yeah. And Where's if, my whale? If it's on, you know, land, he calls the birds. So he's a fish bird guy. Fish bird guy. Yeah, that that's a superpower. Gotcha. That's a superhero name. Fish bird guy. I figured it was just control. Uh, I don't. I I digress. Fuck. I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. Let's movie. move on to the best friends. We've got a Twitter poll for this one. Who are the best friends in a teen movie? Uh, that's at APA something. Uh, the options were super bad, Seth and Evan. Uh, the Mean Girls, the Plastics. Uh, Ferris Bueller, Ferris and Cameron, and other, even in the comments. Uh, we only got 16 votes. Not a lot of people cared about teen movies today. Uh, I think the biggest problem was that I put it up at like 7.30, so by the time people were actually looking at it, it was stale. So like usually I do it later and we get better uh, traction. We got no comments, but I can say Ferris Bueller, Ferris and Cameron won with 56.3% of the vote. Uh, Seth, and Ev Seth and Evan from Superbad came in second with 37.5% of the vote and Mean Girls the Plastics getting one vote for 6.3% like shout out to whoever voted Mean Girls but you are absolutely wrong I'm sorry like, the Plastics are terrible friends and everyone shots fired no, like that's the point of the movie is that they're all terrible friends okay you've got to watch more of movie. these girl high school movies Nick <laughs> you idiot <laughs> watch it yeah, first Jello, then your cat. That's now the this? strike three. Whew. No, that's uh, you're at two and a half. 
Alright, cool. Thank God. But I get to go first here, and if you tell me that this you haven't seen this movie, that is strike three through twelve. You're just out for the rest of the game here. Uh, and the best friends I chose were from Back to the Future, Calvin Klein, and George McFly. Bro. I, I've never seen Back to the Future. You've never <laughs> seen Back to the Future? No. Oh I've seen my like God. Ten, <coughs> 10 minutes of it. <laughs> never seen it. All right, so we're going to pause. <laughs> We'll be back in two hours. Nick's going to go watch Back to the Future. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that's your homework. Before next week, you have to watch Back to the Future. I don't even Never. care what else is going on in your life. Watch Back to the Future. Dude, when I was younger, my dad, it was like, you can watch Dragon Ball Z or this war movie. What do you want to watch, buddy? I don't care. But but you're almost 30 now, Nick. You have to watch Back to the Future. I don't care about any of these other like things that. that you haven't seen. I'm letting Mean Girls slide. I'm letting 10 Things I Hate About You slide. I know you still haven't watched Pitch Perfect. I'm letting it slide. You have to watch Back to the Future. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I will watch this movie when my daughter's three and I can get five minutes to myself. No. I don't watch it with her. She'll love it. The flying yeah, car. Right, dude. It's great. She'll throw herself all over the floor, roll around repeatedly. On another completely unrelated note, I'll be looking for a new co-host soon. Uh, if because if Nick doesn't watch Back to the Future soon, like this just can't go on this way. I'm sorry. We'll have to go Back to the Future. Yes, and, uh... I'll have to I'll have to go back to the past, find a new co-host, and then come back to the future now, where we'll be recording, and you'll have been replaced by someone who has seen Back to the Future. Who has seen back at the very least seen Back to the Future? Yes. Okay. All right. That's the only qualification. So what happens to me? Do I just, like, evaporate? Yeah, I or, think so. Well, I like... don't think you personally evaporate because you exist beyond this podcast, right? See, Marty McFly didn't know. exist beyond his parents, but you exist beyond this podcast. So, But I think slowly your voice would just be replaced throughout the – like, there would be a ripple effect throughout the, the past episodes, and your voice would just be slowly replaced. And your voice would fade out, and the new voice would fade in. It yeah, would have been really like high pitched one. Maybe, I don't care as long as they've seen Back to the Future. Anyway, so let me go <laughs> into the friendship here. Uh, Marty McFly, as Calvin Klein, that's that's the name he took in the past. He did everything he could to get his main man George McFly laid, and there's nothing yeah! more that a friend can do for another friend, other than help him get laid. That's a biggie in high school, man. That is like exactly. the one thing. Not There's to mention, lot, you know, keep them out of trouble, but getting them laid. Yeah, that's way more important than keeping out of trouble. A lot of times you have to get into trouble in order to get there. So, like, it... anyway, Calvin slash Marty's entire life depends on being a great friend to George, and he's even given several opportunities to snake George's girl from him, and he couldn't do it. Because it's his mom, isn't Yeah, it's it? his mom. So, well, I mean, that, that, makes that it was standing his way, Calvin. but, <laughs> but he had so a chance. Easier. He could have done it if he wanted. That makes it so much easier. It's like, yeah, hi, mom, I mean, whatever her name is. That'd be fucking weird. So, not only did he try to get George laid, but he also just made him a better man and helped him build up his confidence. There you go. Uh, he's forever one of the greatest hype men in movie history. He's just back there at George, telling him to kick Biff's ass, telling him to hook up with, uh, I don't remember her name, Marlene, maybe? 
whatever his mom's name is, somebody will yell at me on Twitter that I'm giving you shit for not seeing Back to the Future, but I can't even remember the mom's name. Yeah, it doesn't Calvin. matter. I mean, Marlene McFly sounds pretty McFly-ish, if you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, exactly. I just don't think you can get a better friend than literally going back in time, befriending your own father, helping him hook up with your mom, which, like, nobody wants to see that happen. Nobody wants to be a part of when their mom and dad first hooked up. But he's there for it. He rides for it. His life depends on it, but he rides for it anyway. So <laughs> I mean, Yeah, that's, you know, that, that is a deciding factor if your life yeah. depends on it. And you definitely don't, what if he slept with his mom and then gave birth, she gave birth to himself, would he be mutated? That's the first thought Who that would knows? go through my head. I mean, that's what that's kind of what happened in Terminator, right? I guess not. He what? sent back a different guy. That was just like, oh, John Connor sends back Kyle Reese to bone his mom so John Connor can be born. It's the same thing as Back to the Future, really. Yeah, I mean, it's just a lot less death and robots and stuff like that. Are you sure about that? You've never seen it. How do you know? I think I would have heard about it by now. Well... I know the we'll self-tying know shoes week. and fly, you know, skateboard, hoverboards, whatever you want to call it. See, that's part two. You gotta watch part one first, then part two, you can skip part three. Alright. Part three is I, useless. I remember him playing guitar and a big scary one. building. And that's about uh, it. The clock tower, yeah. Alright, Nick, so who are your best friends now that we know it's not George and Marty McFly? I couldn't believe you didn't pick these guys. Seth Fogel and Evan from Superbad. Yeah, they're, they're the they're best my, of friends. They're my honorable mention that anybody could have. Did any I mean, of them try to get their dad to hook up with their mom? No, but they, I'm pretty sure they all tried to get each other laid for the most part. That's true. And got each other booze, which was, that's a big one. And they they fucking went on straight up adventures for each other. And then they told each other they loved each other, Calvin. That's best boop. friends, bro. Boop. Right? I yeah. love you. I just want to sh- stand on the rooftops and say it. I love my best friend, Evan. <laughs> They're just great all-around friends. Especially Seth and Evan. Fogel's, like, there, but he's, like, the, the third wheel of the Seth and Evan relationship. I think he's got to be there for Seth to take his aggression out on somebody. Because that dude is just one pissed-off little man. Well, he's he also got to be on. there. Yeah, That's no. Not, I, I mean, that would piss me off. Absolutely. He's also got to be there for as Evan's outlet, right? Because Seth is such an asshole, just in general, that, like, Evan needs somebody to, like, blow off steam to, and Fogel can be that for him. Right. Yeah, he's got, it's like a fucking weird, abusive relationship. Wait, it's why odd. are we calling him Fogel? His name's McLove. Uh, yeah, I mean, I should have caught that earlier. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, listeners. I should have caught that. Here I am proclaiming my love for these best friends. And seriously, though, they go. I think that makes, you know, that helps make really good friendships is going on dope ass adventures. Like some of my best friends that I ever had, I had super awesome adventures that often featured very similar things to this. Yeah. No, I mean that. I that's out with a bunch of that's, cops, that's how you build those strong friendships. Is you you do shit, you know. You, do you go places. You in you know you experience life, and if if you're not doing that, well then you're just two guys that know each other. That was very good. Yeah. Where is that from? I just words popped into my brain. You hear heard it here first. Podcast R- about something. Write original that shit down, quote. Calvin. You can sell that right now. Betcha. 
bet. Put it on a shirt. I don't even remember what I said now. That's what friends do. I don't remember either. But I gave you the idea. I want half. You'll get half of every shirt we sell. Oh, cool. Tight. Nobody buys our shirts. Check out our tpublic.com store. <laughs> tpublic.com slash APA something uh, for some cool shirts and other things. I had a double honorable mention for this. Uh, my second one was the Power Rangers. In Power Rangers, I, I guess Mighty Morphin Power Rangers would fit too, but those dudes were all like 40 by the time that movie came out, so I, I couldn't. And nothing actually happened at high school in yeah, Mighty Morphin yeah. Power Rangers. But Power Rangers, it did happen in high school, and they had to become these great friends because they didn't know each other to help defeat Rita and Goldar. Like, if they didn't become great friends, they would have never been able to do that. I was going to say, didn't they bully one of whom off the show into nearly committing suicide? In the Yeah, in the TV show. But in I'm the talking show, about the tight. 2017 Power Rangers movie. Oh, that movie was not good. I enjoyed it. You don't get to have an opinion. You haven't even seen Back to the Future. We're moving on. I've seen Power Rangers, Calvin. Both that's of them. That's true. I guess that's got to count for Both of them? Have you seen Turbo, a Power Rangers movie? Yeah, I watched it for the podcast. Oh, yeah. All right, for let's our move three on. hour and 20 minute podcast. <laughs> let's move on before we get too deep into the Power Rangers and go with best parents. Who you got, Nick? I got Jim's parents from American Pie. I, I thought put... somebody would go there. I, I it's only me and to, you, so it would have had to been you. It's it's towards the end of high school, so it's on the periphery. Oh, it's definitely yeah. a high school movie. Yeah, but I mean, uh, Jim's parents are really kind of dope. Their son is obviously the weirdest, most awkward person that's probably ever walked this planet. He fucked a pie. And, uh, and they're just like, yeah, we'll, we'll tell your mom we ate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that just sounds so fucking gross. Um, but yeah. They're great. They're all supportive. His friends are fucking idiots, but, you know, he's still like, yeah, you can hang out with them. Don't worry about it. And they just seem like sweetheart parents who can't take a hint but are really just socially awkward. Well-intentioned, yeah. Right. So that makes pretty good parents, and there are actually two parents there. So that's, you know, that's something. That counts for something. Yeah, no, I'm I'm going right with you of the supportive parents because that's what's important in one of these high school movies. That's how you... That's how you win our next award, is if you have those supportive parents, then you can become the most likely to succeed. I went with uh, Easy A, Stanley Tucci, and Patricia Clarkson. I'm sure you haven't seen this either, if you haven't have seen Back seen to the Future. My really good. Emma it's Stone. very good. It's very good. You should watch it. Uh, but this is four real hashtag parent goals here. Uh, they are fun. They're family-oriented. Uh, they're not, like, super laissez-faire about their responsibility as parents, where they're just, like, do whatever the fuck you want. But like they they do kind of give your give their kids enough rope to hang themselves with that old saying, right? Um, and and rein it in when they need to. They do a weekly family movie night, uh, where the family member of the the week gets to choose the movie, and the mom is the uh, I'm not gonna ruin that joke for you because you should go watch it. Uh, but we've started the the family movie. We do every Friday or Saturday, usually Saturdays now. Uh, do a weekly movie night. We just rotate between the four of us who gets to pick so much fun and i'm really excited for when i can start watching like more in-depth movies because right now they're all cartoon movies uh right. disney movies things like that but another year or two we'll be able to get into like jurassic parks et's things like that and that, that'll be a lot of fun i mean jaws maybe yeah, in a year or two yeah chucky 
Chucky. Who knows? Yeah, just yeah. you know, I'll tell him it's about a lovable doll. See, I was that age when I saw that movie, and it did not do me well. Labyrinth. That'll Ooh, scar them for yeah. life. Yeah, they played that shit on Disney Channel back in the day. I I don't think I'd still ever seen it. It's weird. Yeah, not a fan. Uh, so they're also like very jokey but compassionate at the same time. So you can tell there's like a lot of mutual and love and respect behind all of their teasing because right. they tease each other constantly. Because so Emma Stone's like 16, 17 years old in the movie, and then she has a 10 to 12 year old brother uh, who's adopted. And this is one of the best jokes that I am gonna ruin for you. Uh, she has a black adopted brother, and at one point he asks about like when or how he was adopted or or like brings it up somehow that he's adopted and the dad without missing a beat just like pretends to freak out like he the dad didn't know that the kid was adopted and it's just like one of the most endearing scenes like what you're adopted and it's like they're all white and he's this black kid and he's 12 like he knows better and like it's just really funny how it's played off uh, stanley tucci just like goes you're adopted who told you <laughs> i can see stanley tucci pulling it off yeah it's it's perfect they're they're what are the one of the most perfect parent couples in a movie. It, um, that's that's saying something because honestly, yeah. I'm not a fan of Stanley Tucci. I what? hate his face. Not a fan. <sighs> that's what are we on? Strike thirteen now? No, we're like in the forties now. Well, no, because I, I got like thirty. Back to the Future was three through twelve. I thought that was more. I thought you were. On, never mind. Let's go to the tape, John Madden boys. <laughs> They're also, they're like, okay with Emma Stone getting into, like, little bits of trouble. She called another girl a twat in class and got sent to the principal's office, but the girl was being a twat. So, like, they're like, yeah, okay, don't do that. But also not, like, you're grounded for three weeks for calling someone a twat. Right. I'm okay like, with Nice that. vocabulary. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, but they Maybe also so. know, like, when she's in, getting in real actual trouble, she knows, like, they know when to step up and intervene. Um. And she's like starts getting a bad reputation around school, so they know like when to place themselves into that situation and, and start asking the right question. Uh, they don't just yell at her or ground her or anything like that. They approach it with compassion and care, try to talk to her about what's going on and why it's happening. And I think like as a parent, that's what's important. And like that's what I try to do, and my wife tries to do. And I hope like as our kids grow, we can continue to do that with them and don't like just fall back on no, you did something wrong. You're a piece of shit. I'm gonna yell at you now. Like that. I I don't like that. That's stupid. I agree. 100%, man. Those are sweet-ass parents. You I should watch the win. movie, if for nothing else, than the parents. I'm there for it. I, I would like to find a, a role Stanley Tucci's in that I like him and I don't want to fucking scream. Hunger Games? Isn't that Stanley Hunger Tucci? Hunger Games is rough, yeah. Okay, That's a rough yeah. look for my I man Tucci. I just wanted to double-check. I, I like Stanley Tucci. That's fair. I mean, some people like Renee Zellweger. I don't... I like one Renee Zellweger performance, and it's me, myself, and Irene. And I don't really even like her. She's fine, but like that movie's just funny. I like two. So I, I like that and Cold Mountain. I never saw Cold Mountain. What? You never saw a three-hour right. Civil War movie? No. No, I didn't. <sighs> strike one, Let's Cal. Go back to the yeah, strike one. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick will be looking to replace me next week. Uh he can't do it by going back to the future he just has to have a long boring love relationship along the lines of the civil war i think that's what happens in cold in cold mountain i don't know oh and then the dude gets killed at the end by oh, his love interest go. the patriot's better just watch the patriot oh it's so much better Fucking all right love that so 
most likely to succeed beyond the movie. And this was just for main characters only. I went with my main man, Ferris Bueller. I'm sure you haven't seen this movie either, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Definitely have not seen Ferris Bueller. That's another one you gotta watch. I'm not gonna give you a strike for this because, again, almost 40 years old. I could see how it would slide under your radar. But this is one you should go back and watch. I can't I fucking hate Matthew Broderick, too. He's so good in this. It's so perfect. He he was good in Cable Guy, but my first, like, real interaction with him was Inspector Gadget Gadget. was, was one and Godzilla. So, see... I like bad movies, and I liked him in both those movies, so then as I grew older, I would watch things like Cable Guy and Ferris Bueller and be like, I still like him in these, where he's actually doing good work, so it it evens out for me. Ferris Bueller's really good. I'll have to check it out. You should. Uh, But Back to the Future first, then Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, It's like ten hours of shit to watch. I don't make the rules. (laughs) You just broke these unwritten rules, so... It's not my fault. You have several strikes. You need to work that shit yeah. off, bitch. You got to get down to seven strikes by next week. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Ferris, he could literally get away with anything on just his own gumption and suaveness. Uh, he's a great friend, as he, you know, he was mentioned in our Twitter poll, and uh, he helps the people he cares about. But most importantly, for this, is he knows how to talk to people and get what he wants. He's going to, at some point in his life, make a great salesman or, like, Wall Street guy. Uh, he'll also probably be, like, some douchey pickup artist in his 20s, but he'll definitely make it out in life. Like, he'll be fine. Sounds a little manipulative. Oh, absolutely, but he will succeed in life. Like, that's the goal of this category is to succeed, and he will be manipulative to a fault, and he will be a successful person. That's fair. I mean, I, I tend to agree with that. I know... I thought it was all, like, a figment of his imagination, and he might be dead yeah, or some shit. Yeah, there's a fan theory about that. Yeah, that that's, it's a figment read... of his friend's imagination. And, yeah, but... That's been oh, yeah, mostly that, debunked. That's it. Yeah. Mostly? So what you're... You're saying there's a chance? Absolutely. Uh, so let me just run down his accolades real quick of what he does in his day, of how smooth he is. He gets himself extra excuses extra excused absences by hacking into the school's database in the 80s from his home hacks into the school somehow and like subtracts days from his excused absences so he gets a few extras uh he talks his best friend out of being actually sick and into spending the day with him talks his girlfriend out of school uh using the old grandma's funeral scheme then also gets cameron to cover for him when the principal is on to him so like they call from two separate phones and, you know, the principal thinks it's Ferris, but then Ferris calls in on the separate phone. So, like, they cover each other's tracks. I uh, convinces Cameron to steal his dad's Ferrari. Talks himself into a nice fancy restaurant in Chicago on someone else's reservation. Uh, he worked his way onto a parade float to do a big song and dance number. He, quote unquote, saved Cameron from drowning. There's debate over whether Cameron was actually drowning there. Uh, he beat his home, his parents' home in a foot race versus a car uh, to continue to continue pretending to be sick and no one was the wiser all day so he did all this shit all throughout the day he did more things but none of them else really relied on his smoothness like they went to a cubs game but he didn't have to be smooth to do that uh all of this he did while his entire school is raising money for him because they think he's like on his deathbed 
Oh, dude, what a piece of shit. I well, tell he you didn't what, ask though. them to do that. They just did that because they like him so much. They did it on their own. He's that suave. Dude, yeah. you got to be suave to convince a chick back then. I believe it's in the 80s when the Cubs were still shit to go to a Cubs game and be like, yeah, you know, it's going to be really boring. They're probably going to lose, but we They packed totally a lot win. into their day. Like, they, they did a lot of things. And, and there's widely contested uh, debates on the internet of if they could have actually accomplished all the things that they did in, in one day. That's a and weird gotten home thing before, to, like, six. Weird thing to do. I mean, if you watch the movie, you would understand. They, they do a lot of things. That's why it's a movie. What do you got for most likely to succeed? This one is cheating, and I'm going to cheat like a son of a bitch. And it's Schmidt and Jenko from 21 Jump Street. <laughs> because, I mean, that's they are pick. undercover. They have stable jobs. And, you know, that's like 75% of the struggle out of high school. You're already fucking done. They're good. Well, look, they, got a, they got a 401k already, bro. It's probably got several thousand they, dollars. They, they got a pension coming. You know, they got yeah. that good police pension. I'm not going to fault you for this because I didn't do it in the superlatives. But in the succulatives, I cheated the shit out of all. Oh, dude, I had to cheat on some of them. Kind of, sort of, not really. But I, this was an easy one for me because, you know, that's cheating. They've already they, succeeded, yeah. They already they're, have they're great jobs. They're detectives. That is fantastic. you got to do a lot of work to be a detective. And yeah. they're, you know, I mean, they go to college after this, too, so there's that. Exactly, they're still successful. On the government's dime. They're not paying for anything. Mm-hmm. They get, get to, to work with Ice on... Cube? We already talked about his accolades last week. I mean, seriously, that was... Check out our Rap Beefs episode. It was fucking dope. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there you go. I don't really gotta say too much else besides that. Uh, they, yeah, don't I they, mean, that's, uh... a, that's a great pick. Yeah, I mean, I'm there for it, bro. So, my I had an honorable mention here, and this is Charlie Bartlett from the movie Charlie Bartlett. This is a very under-the-radar movie, but it's really, really uh, good. Yeah. Have you seen it? I have, but it's been so long. I do Anton not remember. Anton Yelchin, Pat yes. Dennings, uh, Robert Downey Jr. This is like Robert Downey in his. I was just fucking Iron Man, so I can do any movie I want. Uh, so this is one that he did, and it is so good, but super under the radar. Um, I don't know that I've talked to more than like three people who have ever seen it, and he's just he's another guy, very Ferris Bueller like. Uh, he's not particularly great at anything, but he's extremely smooth talking. And he more or less turns himself into the king of the school in a matter of weeks. Uh, he was selling the other kids prescription He's a drugs. a pharmacist. Yeah, but that's not neither here nor there what he was doing. Oh, he, okay. He was a new kid in school, and boom, all of a sudden he's the most popular kid in school. Uh, By selling drugs. Yeah. Well, but he was also giving them uh, like real, not psychological evaluations, but like psychological help. He was being a therapist for them and giving them drugs. And I think it was both working together. He was being more helpful than their parents or anyone else was in their yeah, life. Yeah, the administration of the school. And, and that's what got on Robert Downey's nerves is, you know, that this kid thinks he can do whatever the hell he wants. And, like, he was one of those teenagers that was basically an adult already. And that's why it was so easy for him to rise up the ranks of the school hierarchy, despite not being popular to begin with. Because, like, he, he knows – he could understand how kids work because he had already matured past that stage in his life. Like, right. he didn't want to be in high school anymore, so he did what he could to be the best at high school. Exactly. Great. Like selling drugs. Yeah. 
That's the easy way to raise the to rise in the ranks of high school. Sell drugs, kids. Seriously, I saw kids go from. I you be like, seriously, I sold shit ton of drugs. No, I didn't sell shit. I didn't want to get in fucking trouble. I wasn't stupid. I wasn't like, yeah, let me sell. I had a job, <laughs> a fucking job. But I remember a lot of kids that were in total obscurity. People really didn't like them, and they start selling like weed or something. Most popular kids in school for a while, and then they'd get busted, and so on and so forth. Yeah. Cyclical. All right, final category, and probably most important, the homecoming king and queen. Who you got, Nick? I got Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger from whatever that was. Ten Things I Hate About You. I can. You can't pick a movie you've never seen, Nick. I've seen three fourths of it. That All right. counts at least. You you lose half a strike for that too. You're down to twelve and a half. I've watched. I tried watching the majority of this in short bursts. It's been it's on. So good. I enjoy Heath Ledger. I just never, I never saw the portion, obviously, where he explains his accent. I was very curious about that. It's after. Did you see the uh, the paintball festivities where they like go to that paintball place and they get paint all over themselves? Right after they're paddling, they're paddling. Yeah, they do the paddle boat. They go to paint. Yeah, get that sweet kiss. Yes, then they have a discussion like right after that, and she asks him about it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I there's a portion I walked through. It was when she flashed her teacher it was just like yep. wow that seems extremely fucked up <laughs> I can't believe that just happened this was a movie that was on TV a lot like I remember it being on TV all the time in college and I had that was it was one of the movies that I had seen most of in passing like on TNT or whatever and then eventually I watched the whole thing and I was like damn I should have watched this whole thing a long time ago fucking TNT but yeah that's my pick the best couple uh, I mean he was paid to basically tried to take her off some other dude's hands and uh, you know I uh, their whole love story in the end is pretty sweet they acted the shit out of that movie yeah they're they, they very just, good they, they really fucking sold it so I was listening to a podcast it's called The Connect uh, from uh, the Ringer Podcast Network Shay Serrano, Jason Concepcion if any listeners know who those people will know they probably already listened to it but they they did an episode on 10 Things I Hate About You um, a couple weeks ago, and one of them posited that Heath Ledger in 10 Things I Hate About You is the actual origin of the Dark Knight Joker. Go listen to that. I can't do the the theory justice. Uh, so go listen to that episode of The Connect and listen. He does a good job of pointing it out. Reach, they have They have the mysterious backgrounds, all that stuff going on for him. Uh, but... I, I agree that in the movie their relationship is good and he, I might get some shit for this but like if some dude wants to give me $200 to go out with a pretty girl I'm there for it 100% is that how is that scummy what if I I'll wanted to date her free. anyways yeah right like maybe I wanted to date her anyways cause she's fucking hot and cool and nice now somebody's gonna also pay me for doing that like come on that just gives us better dates she just flashes people, bro. I'm there for you. You're going to pay me 200 bucks to get flashed? Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I get how she's betrayed a little bit, but at the same time, like, I think that's... You're mad for, like, an hour at that. And then you're like, right. wait, so this dude gave you $200. Why aren't we out spending that 200 Like, what are we going to do with it? Let's go. And also, let's find a way to lead him on further and keep paying you. That That's where I would be with it, but... I'm That's... not a 17-year-old girl, so what do I know? Calvin's out here talking about extortion and shit. Absolutely. 
<laughs> if pretty boy model, hand model boy wants to pay you to take me out, let's get it. That we should get yeah, that paper. Let's get a nice seafood dinner, and never call him again. <laughs> I also don't think that this relationship is going to be a relationship that lasts. No, I think they need that. They need too much excitement. Yeah, it, it's it's going to be a very toxic relationship very quickly. Yeah, I don't think the monotony of life. And he can't go out on life. the on the steps of the the stadium and sing to her every time he fucks up. Yeah, he really set the bar super high. He f- idiot. I'm just gonna yeah. say that. You gotta aim lower. But Maybe that was the first shit. scene in the movie that I ever saw. That was one of those times, like in high school or college, I saw it like in passing. And that was the first scene that I ever saw of this movie, and I was like, that's pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, that is obviously romanticized. It'd be pretty cool to do that, but I'm not going to do something like that. And then, Letters to Cleo shows up. So, boom. Boom. Ben Wyatt is forever happy. Fucking love Ben Wyatt. Exactly. I went a different way here, but I went back on a way that you picked out earlier. The amazing... Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and Gwen Stacy. Were they dating in that movie? Yeah, they dated for a little bit. Then her dad died, and it, it kind of went out. I'll get into that. This was a hard category to pick, all right? There are so many bad relationships in high school movies. They're oh, dude. all very, very bad. I had a lot of honorable mentions for the succulative here. Let me just go out and say that. Um, and I agree with you. I think Homecoming is the more apt high school slash teen movie than Amazing Spider-Man, but I think Amazing Spider-Man still qualified. Peter's definitely full of teen angst. Uh, he's got to deal with many of the pitfalls of being in high school while also having to learn to be Spider-Man. And I just think there's no better couple in fictional history than Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy is greater than Mary Jane. Don't at me. I mean, she's dead, though. Well, yeah, other than that, she wasn't dead in The Amazing Spider-Man, and that's what we're here to talk about. Yeah, I mean, he's he's definitely got the teen angst going on. He can dunk, for one. Yeah. That's pretty sweet. Skateboards. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. He a bad boy. I just think Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone, if you haven't gotten it from this podcast, I really, really like Emma Stone. Uh, They're perfect together. They embody what this couple was all about. Uh, Just like in the fictional history of Peter and Gwen, they fit it perfect. Definitely. And and I think that meant a lot to comics fan that for all the flaws of the Amazing Spider-Man movies, that was right. That relationship was perfect. When it first came out, I was a big comic book head. When it first came out, I legit said it might have been a better representation than uh, the Sam Raimi trilogy. Well, yeah, because Gwen Stacy had like half a scene in that. Yeah, I I just thought it was truer to Spider-Man that I was familiar with, you know, the long, lanky... Right, Agile I, I really like the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Uh, th- I mean, the the second one went off the rails in a lot of places. It was not good. I enjoyed it. It was enjoyable. I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying it's it good, wasn't enjoyable. but it's enjoyable. And right. that's that's what I'm looking for in a movie. I don't care if it's good; it's enjoyable. Uh, you know, they as you alluded to, they end the movie not as a couple. Uh, but I'm like, I'm just gonna blow past that. They don't ever fight, which is great. Uh, they're okay with letting each other in on all of their secrets, and being Spider-Man is a huge fucking secret. 
uh they get the great family dinner scene over at the stacy's house that's like always a great scene in any teen movie is like when the boyfriend or the girlfriend meets the rest of the family whoever the main character is like you know their family and then the boyfriend and the girlfriend comes in for like this weird awkward dinner or whatever great yes, scene it's always got to be awkward you got the Branzino conversation mixed with the Spider-Man conversation. It's all played so well. Dennis Leary does a great job. Um, they they just they went through a lot of shit together, and they really need each other. And I, that's why they were back together in The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is because you can't go through that shit together and not be together. That's that's true. You need each other. Yeah. Got to have that support. Plus he's Spider-Man. That's yeah. kind of fucking sweet. It's a hot bod right there. Yeah. Uh, he skateboards and dunks yeah he fucking break he's like Shaq does Shaq more skateboard? Than one. Uh, no but he, he did before yeah and he dunks and breaks rims alright yeah I agree with that uh, my honorable mention here was Matthew and Danielle from The Girl Next Door um, oh good pick that movie doesn't do a lot of things well maybe you could say best high school uh, because they let porn stars come to their prom Right. But I, I think, like, that's another couple that they're going to be okay at the end of the day. They went through a lot of shit together, uh, and I just – I think it would be hard for them to find love with anyone other than each other in the future because of the shit that they went through together. Right. Like, that dude is never going to be ha- be able to have a different girlfriend. No. he's He'll get hung up. And I, think, and I think Danielle found her perfect, like, outside-of-the-porn-world boyfriend. Everybody's going to have that, you know? Yeah. Alright, so we gave out five awards. We gave out the best high school, the best friends, the best parents, the most likely to succeed, and Homecoming King and Queen. Let's talk about some categories we missed. I've got a lot on these two. Uh, the best quirky side cool. character. Always a qu- good quirky side character, right? In a in any teen movie? 100%. Got any thoughts on that? Yes, I do. Mostly, first and foremost, it's Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, that's a good one. He is the thinking Napoleon Dynamite. Dude, he's got a sweet bike. He takes that shit off sweet jumps. He's voting class president. You know, Pedro is just a straight up Dorcas. He's got the most. Uh, he's got a really weird like demeanor and stuff like that. But he seems like he seems all right. He's very quirky. And look, you could have qualified almost anyone from Napoleon Dynamite as the best quirky side character because the quirky side character didn't necessarily have to go to high school like Uncle Rico could be that he uh, yeah his brother could be that like everybody other than Napoleon and Napoleon's quirky enough on his own he's just the main character so he can't qualify for side character but yeah Pedro's I'm with it it's his right hand man and he is quirky as shit that's good Uh, I, I was thinking American Pie Shipbreak always going to be funny yeah just the nickname in of of itself is hilarious, uh, and then like and everything that goes along with Finch is is perfect. Uh, and I got a shout out to my man Bow Wow here, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift Twinkie, mostly on the strength of the Hulk car. It's a great uh, bit. I don't remember that movie enough. Just had to get Bow Wow in here somehow. And you Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. That's at least the third or fourth episode in a fucking row. At least yeah. two. Shout out Bow Wow. But Tokyo Drift, definitely a high school movie. Yeah, played by 30 fucking two-year-olds. Yeah, Mike Winchell in there. <laughs> uh, 
So the best quest was another thought I had of like, what's the main character trying to do? A lot of just like trying to get laid out there. Yeah, there is. Hey, you got American Pie, Super Bad. I think Super Bad's quest to get laid is a little bit better than American Pie's, just because they go through a little bit more shit. And it's, it's more entertaining, at the very least. Well, it's not just anyone and everyone. It's, you know, a specific person. Uh, the to-do list. Have you heard of this one? I have not. Another good film you should check out. Uh, it, it has... Uh, Aubrey Plaza is the star. It has uh, Aaliyah Shawkat, who is uh, maybe from Arrested Development, as one of her best friends. Okay. Bill Hader's in there. Donald Glover's in there. Uh fucking uh what's his name from friday night lights the show the first quarterback that gets fucked up jason street uh he's in there a lot of like really good bit parts in this movie really really funny uh it's a it's another getting laid quest but this time it's it's the other way around aubrey plaza is the one trying to get laid uh it takes place yeah it takes place in 1993 she's on a mythical quest to do as many sexual acts as she can before college uh, and so she's trying to make, she makes a list. She's like one of these super A type, uh, very organized head of the class type people. So she makes a list of everything she's going to try and do and then proceeds to do them throughout the movie. Righteous. Uh, Rachel Bilson's in there. Clark Gregg, Connie Britton. Um, Andy Samberg makes an appearance. A lot, a lot of great people in there. Uh, it, it revels a little bit too much in the haha, the 90s were funny and stupid. 90s but a different time absolutely they are funny and stupid but i don't think this movie even needed the 90s it's got a great cast and a great framing device like it, it could have been funny on its own if they just said it whenever but putting it in the 90s is fun too i'm down i'm gonna have to check that out now i have a uh, weird question did you remember yep. all those names off the top of your head of those no actors? i watched it no i watched it recently okay and you just like watched the credits well, no, so Jason Street is uh, the character's name in Friday Night Lights. I don't know what the actor's name is. It's like Scott Turner or something, some, like, really white bread-ass name. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, dude, you just named off, like, ten actors. I, I don't know what I've his real name is of. off the top of my head, uh, but he's just always Jason Street from Friday Night Lights. Aubrey Plaza is obviously April oh, from Parks and Rec. April! Uh, Connie Britton is uh, the mom from Friday Night Lights, and she's been in a few other things. Clark Gregg is Agent Coulson. Okay. Rachel Bilson is from the OC. She's the uh, in Jumper. You've seen Jumper, right? I have seen Jumper. The girlfriend, uh, the brunette. That's Rachel Bilson. I got a special place in my heart for that movie. Donald Glover, uh, he also goes by his rap name, Childish Gambino. He was in Community. Uh, he did the show called Atlanta. Uh, really, I've really popular. Atlanta. Atlanta's really good. Uh, Bill Hader and Andy Samberg, obviously most famous from Saturday Night Live. Uh, but if you don't know who Bill Hader is, he's one of the cops in Superbad. Uh, he's also been in like a thousand things. Same with Andy Barry. Samberg. Yeah, check out Barry. It's great. Barry, I, I have not gotten on Barry. I've wanted to. It's fantastic. It. it is fantastic. And then, uh, yeah, Andy Samberg, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, also a fantastic yeah. show. So, a lot of, like, heavy hitters as bit parts in this movie. I'm there for it. Did you... What do you think for a best quest? Mine's a little more sappy. And it's, you know, finding a lovable home for her baby. And finding love. And that's Juno. From Juno. Juno. 
Nice. That's that a is, good one. You know, that is a fantastic quest to find. Obviously, you're a teenager. You probably don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're in high school. No. Not in a good place to raise a kid. Best so. thing you can do is find Jennifer Garner, though. I mean, she is at if, least hot. So If any high school kids are out there struggling, go find Jennifer Garner. She'll help you. I guarantee right. it. Jason Bateman, maybe not. But Jennifer Garner, she'll be there for They're you. They're both rich, so, you know, at least this, the kid will have some nice shoes and nah. stuff. Ba- Bateman's just going to be an asshole. He's... I love I love Jason Bateman, yeah, but he's such real. a good asshole that, like, I can't remove him from Michael Bluth ever in my head. It's so good. If uh, The uh, Gift, see that movie. He's... He's a serious asshole in that. Um, but yeah, that is an, the ultimate quest. She's being a That's legit, fair. you know, decent human being if she's handling it pretty, pretty fucking well. Plus, she already got laid, which is most of the quests for these high school movies. Right, so, she like, got She doesn't have to do that. I mean, he, that's one for, he's batting a thousand right now. That is very good. Yeah. So, you know, good for her. She didn't even, that's efficient. She didn't even have to worry about it, you know. One time, actually, and she's, boom, done. I actually had a couple other quests outside of the just getting laid also. Uh, D3, the Mighty Ducks, beat the varsity team, prove their worth. Uh, and also, like, if we had an award for best prank, I think D3 would have to 100% win that because they do the, uh, have you ever seen D3? Like 20 years ago. So do you remember, they do the prank on the varsity team. There's a huge ant farm in the middle of their high school. And they connect these hoses to the ant farm and then somehow force the ants out through the hoses and into the beds of the varsity team. And, like, that's top-notch best prank I've ever seen. That Not doable, ever, but, like, it's a great prank. Just the the coordination that goes behind it and the, the actual end effect of it is perfect. I'm there for and it. And then Coach Carter. They got to defeat poverty. Just like in Remember the Titans, they've got to defeat racism. That is a good Coach one. Carter, they got to defeat, po- defeat poverty and, you know, win state and go to college. A lot of quests there for them. That is a good pick, too. Fucking meet the Titans. Rem- meet you... the Titans. Remember, Remember the, the Titans. Titans. Did you have any categories we missed? Categories we missed. We got the best soundtrack. Yep. Which... American Pie, and it's not even close. Dude, Mac and Devin go to high school? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's American Pie, and it's not even close. Bro, they got But if it were close, it'd be Varsity Blues. Snoop? Currency? Bruno Mars? Currency? Come on. Fucking currency? <laughs> they, they, that is honestly the best. There's like one half banger on that, that album. They had a whole album just for that. They're also like 40 going to fucking high school. <laughs> we talked about that last week also. And right. Best Rap Beefs. Rap Beefs. I'm telling you. That is the best thing to ever come out of a rap beef situation. Snoop's beefing with Takashi Six Nine. He made a whole movie about going to high school and smoking dope and selling dope with Wiz Khalifa. I mean, that's there we go. that's fucking thugging. Yeah. So the best soundtrack is American Pie, and it's not even close. You say that, but have you seen Mac and Devin go to high school? Yeah, and you just told me there's one banger on the whole soundtrack, while whoa, American Pie whoa. has like twelve bangers. One on half it. banger. One half banger. <laughs> Got a half chub of a banger. Here. <laughs> uh, what about a best party? Best party. I am there for that too. The, the, mine's a bit of a stretch. Bit of a stretch. And it also is in the running for best cameo of all fucking time. And that is at the tail end of high school before they leave on their Euro trip. When Scotty oh, gets blasted about being cheated on 
by Fiona. Scotty doesn't. Scotty doesn't know. Fiona and me do it in my van every Sunday. And that's Matt Damon. Am I am I wrong? It is Matt Damon in the movie. He is not singing. I learned this that's what, yes. recently. He's not singing. He's not actually part of the band. The band is named Lustra. Um, he's not part of the band or anything. He, I don't know why he did that cameo, but it's fantastic. It is and okay. one of the best cameos of all time. Uh, yeah, that wins. I had American Pie again, and like I think I moved all these categories because American Pie would have won them all, so I had to put them in like other categories. Yeah, you're like, I can't fuck with this, you know. I can't just have American Pie win everything. That it's one of work. the better. It's one of the better ones. If we would have had um, a succulative for best party though, so if we'd had worst party, it's Scream. And it's not even close. <laughs> yeah. That one, that one was People not People are tight. literally getting murdered. Yeah, literally. And not, you know, not even in a not very gruesome way. It's not like they're dying in their sleep. They're no, just... a girl got caught in a garage door. For God's sakes, in a garage door. Go back and listen to our slasher film movie, Superlatives, for more on Scream and how dumb that girl was. We really tried to figure it out. We dived in depth. Yeah, way depth. Any other categories we missed? Not that I have. Okay, so Nick, it's an important question. When you were, not when you were in high school, but when you were about to be in high school, did you expect your experience in high school to live up to what you had seen in movies? Yes. I was, I was naive as shit, dude. I watched I think eight. everyone is. Oh my god, I was so naive. I did not realize how naive I fucking was, because I went to a dramatically smaller middle school. And being popular in middle school and then coming into high super school. Super easy. Oh, man, super easy. You literally, I don't know, you could, I'm not even going to, yeah. You, Look, you can literally. Here's, here's how you get popular in high school, in middle school. If any, like, 12-year-olds are listening, about to be in middle school, here's how you get to become popular. Learn to talk to girls. If you can talk to a girl, especially the pretty girls. Then the pretty girls, and, and I'm not talking about, like, hit on them or anything like that. Just be able to have real conversations with them. The girls will all like you. And if the girls will all like you, the guys will hang around with you because they want to talk to the girls, but they don't know how to. So they'll be studying you. They'll be asking you, like, dude, you're talking to fucking uh, Vanessa. How are you doing that? That's all you need. If, if Shut you up, Vanessa. Generally, genuinely know how to talk to girls and, and just, like, be interested in what they say. That's all you've got to do, and you'll be the most popular kid in school. Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, In I, middle school. High school, it's a little bit more difficult because girls don't want to talk to anyone in high school. No, no. Things start to matter a little more, and, and yeah, so I digress. It, I, I thought it would be pretty pretty similar like everyone would be rooting for you for the most part yeah. and you know you'd have those big dances big game every and, friday night yeah you know you'd go on adventures all the time and you know oh. you don't realize that like half the time you're just sitting around playing video games eating shitty food trying yeah, they don't to, show that in the movies yeah they don't show you know you taking tons of shits and just being you know that awkward phase in sports whenever you're changing in the locker rooms and shit yeah. like that and Unless there's a joke to be had around it. You don't see that in movies. But I will give a shout-out back to, like, the just doing nothing playing video games. Uh, Superbad has that scene where, like, they're getting ready to go out, and Seth is, like, talking all his bullshit, trying on all of Evan's clothes or whatever. And Evan's there, like, just playing some video game, and he keeps getting his ass kicked. And he's like, what? He's just sitting there like, why, why the fuck? If you can't beat it, why can't you even play? Like, why even play the game? What the fuck is going on? Why have a little? And it's like that, yes, that's what playing video games in high school is like, and in adulthood also. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty He's just beside much. himself that the game is too difficult for him. I love it. 
and he's not even baked. It's ridiculous. I I probably like sixty three percent expected it to be like movies. I just thought chicks would be throwing themselves at me. Yeah. It's like yeah. So I, <laughs> I never once went to a party in high school that was like the ones in movies. Uh, we had a prom party that was probably the closest to it. Um, but I also like I didn't go to parties a lot. Not like not because I wasn't invited. It just wasn't my scene. Like I didn't feel like being at the parties. You know, there were a lot fewer smart ass, peculiar, and boundary pushing teachers than I ever expected. Like that's the thing you get in high school movies a lot is like you get the smart ass teacher or the weird teacher that has like this thing about him or the one who's like kind of flirting with all the senior girls but not really all the way there flirting but you know very pushing that boundary like none of those things existed they were just again very lame white bread ass people white bread ass people trying to teach me things that sometimes they didn't know themselves dude I had all that in high school my football coach Oh my god, he was banging girls. Dude, high school was intense. We had all the cliches. It was great. Not none here. Uh sports way less important. Uh that's probably a function of my school uh cuz I know other high schools like the the Friday night football game is huge, but my school people were like there for it, but they didn't give a shit if we won or lost. Yes. Uh, we, we weren't winning any state championships, so it didn't didn't matter. Dang, this is not the case around here. His I life. will say that as in high school movies, class was definitely the least important aspect of high school, at least for me. Oh, so 100%. that's the, that's like the thirty seven percent that held up. It's like just drool over chicks and fucking World of Warcraft. That was about yeah. it. Pizza. So like, Halo. Do you recall either the exact moment or the point in time where that illusion of, well, high school is going to be like the movies, where did that die for you? Uh, first, I, I gotta go back to this real quick, and then I'll go oh, into go that. For it. Speaking of quirky teachers, I actually had my language arts teacher, or, uh, he's like my creative writing teacher. He toured with Jay-Z when he was younger. Nice. He was a rapper. A.D. Carson. He has fantastic, uh, fantastic poetry. Um, shout out A.D. Carson. Yeah. Reverse shout out all of my high school English teachers. A.D. the Great. He's a fucking baller. And uh, I think he's pretty pretty high up in the BLM movement now, and he was a fantastic teacher. But the moment it died for me was I uh, I, I was in the locker not in the locker room, but I was in like the weightlifting room after class. You know, at the end of the day, you'd go lift, and I was a freshman, and this was probably three weeks into high school. You know, the beginning of the year, you hardly know anyone. There's right. 900 more kids. And I had Duffel Bag Boy um, as my ringtone. Go and get your money, little right. Duffel Bag Boy. Yeah, as my I ringtone. I just listened to that the other day. It came it's, on the a, it's still a decent song, man. The chorus is Banger. at least good. And uh, I had my phone on loud, obviously, in my backpack in the weight room. And we were having like a big team meeting. And my dad, it was Nextel at the time, too. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, the you know the radio. So he comes over the radio. Yep, he's like, "Son, trip. I'm here. I have Hardies," and then <laughs> and then he started calling me belligerently, and I just I couldn't find my backpack or my phone, and eventually I found it, but I had stepped on it in the melee and broke my five hundred dollar Nextel phone. Yo, those Nextels were unbreakable. Oh, dude, I got so much shit for that. 
that immediately broke because no one gave a shit everyone just made fun of me and then oh absolutely <laughs> dude people hung that over my fucking head forever there was no cool friends there was no i mean honestly that, that sounded that sounds a lot like a high school movie you just weren't the main character in a high school movie you were the shit break of the high school movie right exactly and that's the point the illusion died for me because i thought i was going to be popular <laughs> and cool and I you wasn't. thought you were stifler and you were shit break yeah sorry nick yeah i mean i was also just not a, i was a very odd character yeah, that happens. I was high school. Uh, so for me, it was like literally a month into freshman year. I, I just gave up on even trying to have that type of experience or making any piece of that experience work. Um, I think like some of it could have been there if I would have tried to pursue it. Like I could have gone to parties and done shit like that. I was just almost immediately disillusioned with the rest of my class, like the other kids in my grade that I, I couldn't handle. And I was I was already in advanced classes, um, and I like there was a point in ninth grade where I'm like I'm just gonna fucking skip tenth grade. I'm in all the classes with those kids anyways, uh, and I just don't want to be in classes because there were like some electives and shit that I had to be with them because we were technically in the same grade, and the kids in my ninth grade class were just gonna go extreme John Ralphio voice here the worst the worst the worst in the world there were like maybe four people that were were cool uh but most were not and i couldn't imagine spending like the next four years as these people being my peer group and my you know quote-unquote best friends the ones that i'm gonna go through this sweet high school experience with like i i just couldn't see it yeah yeah i wasn't a big fan i usually hung out with a bit of the older i had i, I had several friends in the class above mine and several friends in the class below mine uh they both classes were just like the people in them were generally better people and like more mature uh that, that my class i don't know how but especially the boys were just like the most immature group of people that i've ever met i don't know what happened across the board yeah. and i was i was just stuck with them that's fair uh so i kind of like i isolated myself from most of them did my own thing uh, i ended up graduating a year early anyways and like that was so liberating that i was like okay i don't have to be around these fucktards anymore i don't know can yep. i say that i don't know if that's a good word I, yeah I, just I... fucking say it kevin it's all right <laughs> uh you know i and once i got to college like i made up for like some of those experiences like the adventures and all that kind of shit and and me and my friends that i did have like we would do some of that stuff it just wasn't like I, we didn't have it wasn't like the gym and kevin and finch and oz group of friends I had yeah. these different segments of friends where it was like a couple kids from the class above me I would hang out with, and then on different days I would hang out with a couple kids from the class below me, and it was, you know, I, I don't feel like I missed that much by isolating from the kids in my class. No, and I I feel I did a lot of that myself because the kids in my class were fucking violent. Like I just, it, like I was gonna yeah. I was gonna mention this as a runner up for uh, the point the illusion died for me as freshman year about six weeks in. And I was in one of the main bathrooms, and we had this big, like, it was, so think of a fountain, you know, a circular fountain, and you have a bar underneath it, so it's raised on a pillar, and that bar initiates water, so it's basically a big sink to wash your hands. And I'm standing there, and there's this, this I've seen Harry dude. Potter, I know what you're talking about. Uh, do they have that in Harry Potter? Okay, so, uh, anyway, we're standing there washing our hands, and this dude across from me is just, like, you know, he's minding his own business, 
and then a group of like six kids walk in <laughs> and at this point I'm like drying my hands and I'm sensing something's going on and then they just like grab him and just start beating the dog shit out of him so I'm like why I'm trying to fucking dry my hands super fast and get the fuck out of there and and then our our like big security guard runs in there and then a couple hours later I saw him with a fucking black eye <laughs> he was like yeah this is not for me I'm not not fucking tight with this this is way nah, more than I kids. thought. I thought you could just punch a kid in the face once and it's done. Did not turn out that way. Yeah, we had no raucous parties, no dance floor orgies, anything like that going on that you see in Wait. these high school movies. Yeah. <sighs> Too bad. Fights with security guards, you know, whatever. We didn't have any of that. Yeah, I had a cop at my front door at, every day at the at the school. He was really cool. His name was fucking uh I can't remember his first. His last name was Officer it was Officer Gray. Oh, it was Gray Wolf. The, uh, that fucking I'm not buying dude. that. He made that name up. I mean, okay, probably. I was a dumbass high school kid. I wasn't just like, yeah. I mean, I try. I avoided the cop as much as much as possible. You're a regular Ben Wyatt. Pretty much. That is how it is for me. I do not like. So it. Nick, as much as I'd love to hear more about your high school experience and as you're going through puberty and whatnot, let's move on to the succulatives. Let's do it. Worst high school, what do you got? Uh, the one Harry and Lloyd attend in Dumb and Dumberer. <laughs> um, that it's just a shithole place with shithole people treating so people. So no, like Back shit. to the Future. Three quarters of ten things I hate about you. No Mean Girls, but Dumb and Dumberer. We're gonna pull that one out. All right. You tell me you haven't seen that movie. I've seen it. Okay then. I don't remember what the high school's like. Oh, it's uh, terrible. With... They they treated uh disabled kids like trash. It was not good. I went with Coach Carter. Uh, I cheated here. I do. Very I almost easy. went with this too. Pretty much just destitute. And then my honorable mention here was again going back to D three, the Mighty Ducks, because a school that only cares about hockey—that's a hard pass for me. Yeah, we have a football one. Football's better than hockey. Yeah, I agree. But either way, I feel you. So worst friends, I went with Mean Girls because. They're not friends. They're just a group of hot girls that hang out together to enhance the cheerleader effect of each of them. Uh, they trash each other the minute they're out of earshot. And I couldn't go. I know I've said Mean Girls a lot, but I couldn't go through this whole thing without giving Mean Girls an actual award. Yeah. Still got to see Sorry, it. I had to be a succulative, but. Poor Mean Girls. It's all there's right. Nothing, there's nothing good about the high school in Mean Girls. I will say that. That's fair. It's just a good That's movie. Fair. I'll take your word for it until I see it five years from now, probably. Something like that. And then I had an honorable mention here. It's this movie Go, which is like a 1997 movie. I'm sure you haven't seen this. It is not like one of these highly touted movies. Um, my, my wife made me watch it a couple weeks ago. It's so and there's there's uh, a group of three people. Uh, they tried to sell drugs at a rave to make some rent money because their normal dealer was in Vegas. They all got into some different kinds of shit and then just left each other completely hanging. Uh, one girl almost died by getting hit by a car. Another guy OD'd and got left in an alleyway under some trash. And then uh, they were like, oh, I'll come back for you. But then just left him there and finally remembered him the next day. And he was just like com still completely zonked out of his mind. And the third girl, Katie Holmes, she just like wanders off not giving a shit about either of these two. And meets up with the new dealer at the, the diner and fucks him. Very Sounds bad intense. friends. Sounds yeah, very like bad friends. Weird movie. It's an interesting movie because they do this thing where they tell it from 
uh, three different characters' perspectives. They tell it from the one girl's perspective. Uh, like the dealer who goes to Vegas, they tell it from his perspective, and I think Katie Holmes is the last perspective. So like you get to see the night replay in different people's perspectives, and it's kind of cool how it's done. Definitely not a necessary watch though, right? Uh, and very kind of like a difficult watch. It kind of fucking sounds like it. Yeah. Leaving your Could heroin you worst... zonk. Yeah, worst friends. I got Cindy's friends from Scary Movie. Because they straight up yeah. try to kill her, and one literally beats her up. Yeah, that's fair. And they destroy her house, drink her beer, get her dad arrested, and investigated by the FBI, and, you know, a lot more. Yeah. Shitty All friends. Right. Sorry, scary movie. Worst parents. Who you got, Nick? I got Margaret White, single mom here. Uh, that's Carrie's mom from the movie Carrie. She is super... Again, very she, fair. She's pretty shitty, and uh, she oppresses the shit out of her kid, you know, leads her to believe that all the bad things in her life are done to her because she has sinned, she's a sinner, and, uh, you know, all that's, her dad left because he, you know, is a sinner and stolen by sin and all this good stuff. She's just not well put together, not put together at all, man. No, and, like, it basically forces Carrie into freaking out on everybody at the prom. She kills a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, I went with the Breakfast Club. Which, uh, as we discussed, you haven't seen, but all of the kids in the Breakfast Club's parents are shitty in their own individual shitty way, and there's not much more to it. Like, there's a whole scene where they each talk about how shitty their parents are, and, like, it's pretty easy. And honorable mention here, I cheated, I gotta do it, Spider-Man Homecoming, worst parents, they're dead. (laughs) Can't be a good parent if you're dead. It crossed my mind, it did, Yeah, not gonna lie. Can't be a good parent if you're dead, sorry. That's a good point. It's not how it works. I mean, maybe he isn't dead. That's in Amazing Spider-Man. That's debatable. But also, in Amazing Spider-Man, he's a pretty shitty dad, too, because he's not dead, and he's just letting his kid believe he's dead for, like, the last seven years, so... Yeah, and left him Fuck with only, too. like, a fucking briefcase? Yeah. Come on, you can do better than he's that. With some, like, some weird coins, they uh, solve a mystery around? Come on now. Yeah, lame. Least likely to succeed, I went with Tweeter from Varsity, Varsity Blues. Uh, it's even called out in the movie. Uh, somebody asked him, Tweeter, you think you'll enjoy prison? And he's like, I don't know, maybe. Like, he's going to be in jail so fast. And he's also probably going to be working at, like, the town's grocery store and just trying to make every weekend homecoming. Uh, there's one point in the movie he makes fun of, like, this 40-year-old dude that's at, uh, like, the football party, the high school football party. And that's going to be him. Like, he's going to be that dude in 20 years, so. That sucks. Yeah. That sounds terrible. He's, he's not going to be successful. Um, honorable mention here, Donnie Darko from Donnie Darko. He died. Yeah, <laughs> there's that. Yeah. He did achieve time travel, though, technically. Yeah, but nobody knows about it. That's all right. I mean, that's can't, still. He can't be successful. Uh, yeah, I, got, I mean, he was successful in his quest. But he's not going to succeed in life. Because he did. Yeah, he did. He gone. Who did you have for least likely to succeed? I got Mary from Superstar. Um, (laughs) She makes out with a tree. Uh, She's not very attractive and doesn't do well with a lot of guys. She... Doesn't have, have a talent road ahead of her. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't have a good support system. She's that's a really good pull though. As no a, parents as a high school movie. I mean, no parents. So once again, the dead ones come into 
come into play. Uh, I do not think she's going to do well. I just think no. she is too awkward. No if she want, goes to her first job interview, I can just imagine she's her. Not, she's got nobody to guide her through any of that stuff either. Right. And Who's going to help her? 50-year-old Will Ferrell, who's still in high school? Who makes fun <laughs> of her the whole time? That tree? I mean, it, yeah. it is an old oak, Calvin, but it's not wise like we want it to be. And I get, like, this movie is, like, it's supposed to be, like, a Saturday Night Live movie. Like, it's probably the most egregious of the, like, these people, there's no way in hell they're in high school. Will Ferrell's, like, 40. Molly Shannon's probably mid-30s. Like, no way. Really fun movie, though. (laughs) I know, I love that movie. Be a superstar. I didn't even think of that one. I gotta gotta rewatch that. There you go. Final succulative. The worst couple. A lot of options with here. To work with here. Yeah. yeah. Quite a few. What do you got? I am going back to the well. It's, you know... I gotta go with Gwen and Will from Sky High. Because Gwen is an evil villain. And she totally... You know, Will totally bailed on his chick that, that loves him. Who he, he loves. He doesn't want to admit. Uh to be popular and she kind of turns everyone into babies so as a couple they just fucking suck she makes him suck more I'm gonna go with my honorable mentions first Breakfast Club you got Claire and Bender you got Andrew and Allison both just none of they're they leave detention as quote unquote couples by the time school starts Monday they will none of them will be couples no they'll get Uh, to like second base and be like yeah I'm Bye. Not even that. They're never even going to speak to each other again. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Peter and Liz. Very, like, they're they're not going to be a good couple. Sorry. They, they could have been if her dad wasn't a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> Literal supervillain. Uh, Superbad. Seth and Jules. They're not going to make Ooh, it yeah, either. That's not, that's not going to fly. No. And it's not just because she's way out of his league. Like, he, he is going to constantly have this anxiety that she's out of his league and he's just going to continually fuck up and she's just going to be like eventually she's going to be like you know what yeah I am too good for you fuck off yeah you are really mean so stop it yeah and he's an asshole like he's funny but he's also an asshole so yeah it doesn't work out uh Ferris Bueller's day off Ferris and Sloan uh, again Ferris is just he's he's going to be on to bigger and better things real quick uh she doesn't seem to mind either American Pie, Jim and Michelle. I know they eventually get married. I just, I don't actually see that working in real life. They only got married because they had to have sequels. Yeah, not good chemistry. No, I, like, it just, the way they got together, I think, is is true to life, but that doesn't usually lead to a very long and happy relationship. No, definitely not. But the winner of the worst couple goes to Scream. For Sydney and Billy. Yeah, not a good one. Uh, he he systematically kill killed everyone around her and then tried to kill her. Not... We're not exactly looking at the notebook here. Right, that is not tight. No, don't kill all of your girlfriend's friends and then try and kill her. What did, I still, honestly, I don't remember what he did all that for. It was something like, and the only reason I remember it because I saw it for the first time like five years ago. Uh, it was whenever Scream 4 was coming out, I, I did all the first three. Uh, it was something like her mom, 
like her, his dad tried to rape her mom or something and her mom got him arrested so like he was out for vengeance against her mom but she, her mom was gone for some reason so he was taken out on her I don't it, it was something to do with that that sounds terrible but yeah. it was a classic I remember it and then Matthew friends. Lillard was just there to be like he just wanted to fuck some shit up you dick you hit me with a phone That one of the best lines. It is. I agree. That's all we've got for the movie superlatives of teen slash high school movies. Again, we don't know what this one's called, but you'll know because you read the description. You'll have to tune in and find out. You can follow us each on Twitter at APA something at alone underscore podcast. And all of the music for a podcast about something is provided by those cats. You guys stay sassy. Stay classy.